We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. edition of the setting the pace podcast here today we of course have mike Fachi with us but Fachi, we have three guests joining us to do an improbable pacers draft so would you like to introduce our guest sure uh, sure would we had sam sinclair on we had david cole and mark schindler guys how's it feel to be joined setting the pace sam i know i've been on yours but i want to hear from you guys man it's great i'm, I'm missing class right now for this but i mean how can I turn down going on the Setting the Pace podcast? Probably one of the bigger <laughs> Pacers podcasts, really all going in on the podcast world. So it's pretty cool. I can't wait to draft this uh, Pacers team and can't wait to see how you guys sculpt your teams. Yeah, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm psyched to get out here too. I have been uh, pining to do this for about a week and a half, pretty much since Alex hit me up. Uh, my draft board has grown every single day. And uh, yeah, the, I have the first overall pick, so I have like no deliberation whatsoever. Yeah, I am always happy to talk about the Pacers, especially right now. But I'm prepared for today. Really hardcore. I ate I ate 31 pizza rolls, so I feel like I'm ready to go. Now that's some prep right there. 30, 31, though, exactly. 31. 31, exactly. I like it. So let's just lay some ground rules down here. So basically we're going to draft five starters with one-sixth man, and, and then we're going to do a coach in the last round. So – Seven total rounds is going to be a snake draft here. 
And we're just building our team however we want. We never decided if we were going to do, you know, 90s era, 2000s era, 2010s, you know, style of play, so to speak. So it's just kind of however you want to build your team is how you do it. And we can debate on on these rosters going forward. But with that being said, Mark Schindler has the first pick of the draft. So, Mark, no pressure, but you are on the board with a very tough decision, right? Yeah, dude. You know, I debated Lance or uh, or Monte Ellis, but I decided that I'm probably going to go with Reggie Miller just because I don't want to be, you know, banned from the state of Indiana. So I'm taking Reggie Miller first overall. No brainer. I thought T.J. Leaf was in the con- was in the consideration. No, he's a second rounder. Second round. Okay. Line. Okay. All right. I think that's pretty solid. That goes right along with David's uh, 31 pizza rolls. You know, it didn't fall to David at number three, right? Not quite. Not quite. All right, Fachi. Any thoughts on that pick? How are you going to knock Mr. Loyalty himself? Reggie Miller, a Hall of Famer. I love it. Absolutely. I'll ask you this. I'll ask Mark real fast. Are you going to be playing him at the two or are you going to play him as a wing player? Oh, he's no, he's not. He's not, he's not strong enough to guard most three. So I'm going to keep him at the two, uh, keep his natural position. We're going to play big, too. You know, it's going to be great. I, oh. I expect, you know, my, my, I'm not going to give anything away, but my team's going to unfold nicely. We're going to have some good spacing. And there's going to be a second guy next to Reggie. So, you know, it's uh, – just, just wait on it. It's going to be great. Well, he did say they're going big, so maybe we uh, need to keep an eye on what Mark's doing there. But, Sam, you're on the clock with the second pick. Who you taking? So, when I'm trying to sculpt my team as, as we're going through this draft, I'm thinking versati- versatile. You've got to be able to play multiple positions. You've got to be a really good um, defender. And you've also got to have a good, a good enough game because I'm sculpting this team as to somewhat of today's NBA, but also we can throw it back to, like, a mid-2000s. With my pick, Fauci's probably going to love his pick a lot, but I'm going to go with Jermaine O'Neal. Uh, ah. As of right now, I'm going to have him playing my center position. He's, of course, 6'11", played a little bit with the Pacers as a power forward mostly, but played some at center, 18 points a game, 10 rebounds, basically a double-double every night. Six out of eight years, he's an all-star. Uh, I'm going to slide him in as my center position, and um, I'm going to have a lot of versatility there if I keep – if I get another center off my bench or if I want to get another power forward and play double center, I could run that. So that's where I'm going with. I'm going with Jermaine O'Neal second overall. Absolutely. Wow. I'm kind of stunned. I thought, I thought you might be leaning Paul George there, Sam. I was, I was talking to Jake about that a little bit and that's actually who he was going to go with, but I, I wanted to get the center position locked up because I think there's not as many centers as there is wings, that, uh, especially in this draft that we got going on. So, I get my center now, and uh, I can work on getting my wing players here later on. Yeah. Yeah, see, I actually – I debated taking Jermaine because he was, when healthy, a transcendent force and one of the best Pacers players in in history, probably the best Pacers player since 2000. So, I mean, uh, dude, yeah, I mean, I could totally see him taking corner threes today, extending his game out. He would be tremendous now. Yeah, good pick. Corner threes. I don't know if I can go that far. Maybe. Oh, dude, I could see. He was a decent uh, mid-range shooter. He had a good mid-range. Well, I mid-range and threes. Mid-range. Mid-range. Don't mid-range. put anything past Jermaine. Oh, uh, we're going to put threes past Jermaine, Fachi. Corner threes, that is. Yeah, right? he, could, he could hit corner threes. If, uh, yeah, it's doable. Well, if I'm in the GM and I get my coach, he's going to be shooting threes, so. Well, okay. Well, I, I like it. I like that you change it up there a little bit, Sam. So, <laughs> Jermaine can do it. Uh, Jermaine can do it. I like that you changed things up there a little bit, Sam. So let's move on to David with his first pick at the number third pick. Sam made it really easy for me, I think. I was happy to have the third pick because I figured either Jermaine or Paul would fall to me at three. Um, It'd be hard to pass up on Paul George. Probably the most overall 
talent the pitches have ever had. Like, don't get me wrong, I still hate him. Because he's amazing. Uh, one of the best shooters, and Reggie obviously is a better shooter, but he will guard your best player, whoever you guys have as your best player. He's going to guard them and lock them down and then score 20. So I think I'll be happy with that. Yeah, I, that's that's a perfect pick, David. I like it at number at number three. I can't believe Paul fell to number three. You got a those thirty one pizza rolls. Actually, I think came into your favor there. Uh, get a little bit lucky. Absolutely, yeah, loading before the draft. <laughs> See, when yeah, I was sure. thinking about when I was wavering between Paul Paul George and Jermaine, I was I was thinking because you know when when we had Paul George here in Indiana, he wasn't that superstar like he is now. He was transitioning into that star. Yeah, and he was getting into that star. So, yeah, you were getting him there, but Jermaine O'Neal, his best years were with the Pacers, you could say. And that's kind of what made the decision between me going with Jermaine O'Neal over Paul George. But I can't yeah, I can't fault you going with Paul George because he is, you know, transitioning into that superstar type of player when yeah. uh, when he was with the Pacers. I mean, most improved in 2013, 2012, 2013. And, I mean, he, you know, still averaged really, really high, you know, almost 20 points a game for us. And uh, I also can't fault your logic in the fact that centers are a little sparse for Pacers players. There's another position that I'm not going to spoil that I think is even slimmer. So I'm going to hope to get another player from a different position that's not center a little bit later. Because there's one position that I think is even slimmer than center. All right. Well, there's only five positions, so I think we can narrow it down. But uh, <laughs> you can figure it out. <laughs> from- for my next pick, uh, I don't know if this is going to come as a surprise to anybody or anything of the sort. Uh, I was kind of debating between two players here, but I'm going to go with Danny Granger. All I right? knew it. I knew it. Give me the man who can play the three and the four. I feel like I would love to see him in a small ball lineup now playing the four. Uh, I just – I love Granger's game, and I feel like he's someone who, if healthy in today's game, I think he'd be producing quite a lot. And uh, give me Granger all day. I'm just curious. Uh, do you think that I'm going to take your other player that you were debating? I do. All right. You want to well, spoil it? You, you have back-to-back picks, so how could you not? Why are you so mad about that? Well, I'm not mad about it. I brought it up once. Alex gave himself back-to-back picks. I gave myself the last pick in the draft. That's what I was trying to figure out when I saw this draft. I was like, hold up. How did the host get back-to-back picks? There was a little yeah. sprinkle of corruption I, in there. I would rather have uh-huh. the third pick. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I would rather be in the middle because you you look at the Pacers' talent, they don't have an elite-level player past number three. Yeah. Right? Right. I mean, I mean I think Danny, so. Danny at his height. Was, was elite? Say, he's not a number one on any – he's a he's – a, he's a, he's a, a number one – yeah, yeah, like a 48-win team. I don't yeah, know. I mean, yeah, No, he's yeah, a number yeah, one yeah. on a 39-win team, and that's yeah. what the Pacers were when he was the number one guy. That's true. But he still he still has an all star bid to his name, and you know we're not going to disgrace him on this podcast. We're not right? disgracing. We're that? just being real, realistic. There's a difference. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe, yeah. I'm just saying, if you have somebody other than Troy Murphy, anything's possible. All right. It's true. Yeah. Come on, Mike Dunleavy, Troy Murphy, Jamal Tinsley. We could do better than what we were looking at back then. Yeah. I, just yeah, in I case. <laughs> sorry, just just in case Alex ruins it with the fifth fifth pick, I have to uh, announce that three picks in a row, most improved players. Wow, so, the Pacers do uh, no. develop talent. Well, Renee, Paul, and then Danny Granger. Well, still, I'm gonna keep those. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that trend going, and I, I have yeah. to go with someone that's gonna gonna help us out. I'm going with Victor Oladipo. There you go. 
That was what I debated. Damn, yeah, that was higher than I expected him to go. Well, I mean, if you look at the rest of this this team, it's like you need someone that's going to be a dynamic scorer, someone that's going to, you know, be a leader, so to speak, on the court. And this is pre-injury, Vic, is who I'm looking at here with my with my fifth pick. And it was it was a tough one because I was actually hoping Fachi would take Granger because I feel like the wing position is a little bit deeper for the Pacers than any other wing any other thing. And I think Victor can play the point guard if we need him to but would prefer him to play the wing. And so just to kind of do my back-to-back, this one might throw uh, you guys off, but with my number two, I'm going with Ron Artest. Oh, dang it. Man. Mm. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm so mad. I wanted him to drop. <laughs> no. Yeah, I honestly, I would have picked him over uh, Danny Granger. Like, no hate against Danny, but, like, Artest, man. Yeah, defensive player of the year. When he was at the Pacers, he was at his prime. I mean – Sure, he was a little bit crazy, but, you know, I think that Victor Oladipo is a kind of a personality that could like, calm Ron down a little bit. Potentially. I mean, definitely good good defensive picks right there for your team. So yeah. that, that's, where, that's where the value of, uh, you know, having that wraparound pick is. So, all right, moving so, on. Throwing another right. shade. Another, another uh, – <laughs> Lit it in there. All right. Uh, let's see, man. You're hmm. just mad you didn't get Jermaine. That's what it really oh, is all about. Well, I, that's essentially what it boils down to. Um, I sent over I sent over the draft order to him, and he goes, "How did you come about this draft order?" <laughs> I, 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 I was like, "I was giving our guests the first three picks. That's what I wanted to do. I thought it was only fair." Yeah, man, this is this is gonna be tough right over here. But uh, man, this this is this is tough. I'm actually gonna go with uh, with Jalen Rose over oh, here. Oh, nice. That was my other option. Yeah. I was thinking of. Yeah, I, I was debating, yeah. but. I figured I wanted to at least get a point guard now. Well, well, not a point guard, but get a ball handler now. I think he and, played point uh, for a year in Denver or sometime yeah. in Denver. And he, he played point with us for a little bit. And he, he also – I want to say that he played point guard the year after Jackson retired in 2001. Yeah. Maybe, for yeah. Yeah. So I just figured, hey, you know, nowadays I know it was different back then, but he's one of those guys where you could list him as a small forward, but he could handle the ball. So. Yeah, I think he would definitely fit really well today. And you have to realize that he also, you know, performed in big games. Looking at that 2000 finals run, he, he was possibly the Pacers' second-best player. Oh, yeah. So you and know he that he can perform. Averages, definitely. He just can't guard Kobe because he'll put 81 up on him, but let's not talk about that. He was, he was on <laughs> the tail end of his career. <laughs> yeah. All right, David, uh, yeah. well, who do you got now with the uh, second pick, or third pick in the second round? Yeah, before I go, one more thing about Jalen. I was, I was looking at stats, and one of the stats that I was looking at for players is playoff points per game. And Jalen actually aver- averaged more points in the playoffs for us than he did in the regular season, which is back to wow. your point about that finals run. So yeah, says a lot about someone. 15.1 points per game, and then 14.3 was in the regular season. So That's interesting. So, yeah, moving on to my next pick. This is tough. <laughs> I, man. Lance, is he coming? (laughs) Not taking Lance. If I take Lance, it'll be a six man. Sorry, but um, (laughs) I think, gosh, going with Paul George, I think I'm going to take Mark Jackson right here. Great pick. Uh, I love Mark. I think he's actually underrated amongst Pacers. I think he's like second or third in assists all time, Mm -hmm. like in NBA history still which is crazy to me because he is pretty, uh, like, not talked about as a player um, nowadays. So, 
Anybody? Any thoughts on that, Sam? I think no. that was high. I think that was. A, I think that was an overshoot, David. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. The guy, actually, the guy I'm about to take here, it was was the guy I was debating between him or Mark Jackson. So I'm glad David made my decision made it easy a little bit easier. I mean, yeah, he did. With guys are working together. Yeah, that's right. Collusion. With Paul George, I mean, Mark Jackson averaged eight assists in a long career, eight assists per game in a long career. Like, I'll take that with Paul George. Yeah, he's number four in the uh, NBA in assists. With, I think uh, he's tied there. I think he's tied it. He's actually something. one less than Steve Nash. Yep. So. Oh, okay. Steve Nash got okay. So one. yeah. So Steve Nash is like talked about as one of the greatest court guards of all time, and he has one assist in his career in Mark Jackson. I actually think that makes sense. (laughs) Well, Mark was an underrated three-point shooter. He could knock it down. It was a little bit squibbly, but hey, you know that's he didn't uh, score. He didn't score a ton, but he was sneaky, and he knew his role. He fit a certain role in that offense. He didn't really need to score much. He could help set the offense up for Paul. That's for sure. I think. Throw Mark Jackson in ten years later; those assist numbers are taking a solid bump up. You know, That's I feel funny. like, or at least today's game compared to 10 years later. Yeah, I mean, back when they were scoring 80 points a game. Yeah, <laughs> right. And you're, and you're averaging nine assists. It's like, that's really good. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to Sam. You got your uh, second pick. Who are you taking? So, like I said, he's got to be versatile, play multiple multiple positions. He's got to play defense. And this guy is, is a current pacer, actually. I'm taking Malcolm Brogdon. This is the guy between him and Mark Jackson I was debating on. And like I said, the guard position's pretty thin if you're looking at the Indiana Pacers, and I think getting my pure point guard in Malcolm Brogdon, the guy who can lock down whoever's best uh, guard player is um, on defense. He can play both point guard or off ball. He's going to be able to shoot. I think if we can manage the injuries, maybe load manage them a little bit, maybe we can get him for at least 60 games. But I, I think getting Malcolm Brogdon will man my offense and man my defense on both ends. I think that's going to be a really solid pick here, even though it might be a little bit of a reach. I think some people might say that, but honestly, I have my like power rankings of each position, and I had Mark Jackson one and Brogdon two at point guard. Interesting. Over George Hill. I just think overall talent and pure point guard, like George Hill might be a better player. And with Brogdon, we haven't even seen his best yet. So you're kind of projecting a little bit, which might be unfair, but like, you know, we've seen him this year have a great year amidst a lot of injuries like Sam is saying but you know we can't really know what he would I feel like we haven't even seen his best I'm gonna do is I'm gonna be playing him more of an off he's gonna run the offense he's gonna initiate offense but he's gonna be playing a little bit more off ball we're gonna try to run the offense a little bit more through our wings and through our post players um and kind of let Brogdon kind of spot up a little bit more than what he has been able to do with the Pacers now. So that's kind of where, where it's probably – I can't remember. I don't have his usage rate right in front of me, but I'm going to guess his usage rate's around like 23 to 24%, whereas if he's on my offense, he's probably going to be where he, like where, what he was with the Milwaukee Bucks last last couple of years. Hopefully that helps out his efficiency rating from from shooting. And point guard, you know, obviously what I was hinting at earlier, point guard I think is the weakest position for the Pacers. Right. All right, Mark. Well, you got back-to-back picks. Let's see what you got. Yeah, so even though point guard is probably the weakest position for the Pacers, uh, I'm not picking point guard with either of these picks. Okay. Uh, number one, this is uh, – gonna be. he was only a Pacer for about a half a year, but his time with the team was too good to not take him here. I'm taking Pedro Stojakovic. Ooh. Peja put up uh, just about 20 points, shot 40% from three on six attempts per game. 
uh, him and Reggie together, I mean, that shooting is going to be crazy. Uh, I'm going offense here. And I, I think, you know, just have to. Yeah, I like it. It's a, it's a bit of a sleeper pick because a lot of people have kind of forgotten about Peja or they try not to remember because that's who we traded Ron Artest for and didn't get much back in return. But, you know, he was actually pretty productive until he kind of flaked out uh, towards the end of the season. Yep. And then – uh, Oh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I, I love Peja. I remember like us getting him. I, I was in high school. I thought it was like the greatest pickup of all time. It didn't work out that way. There's actually a player that maybe you'll take him next or coming up. But there's a player that I think that is similar that actually I would have picked over Peja. So we'll see if he goes. But Yeah. So with my next pick, I'm taking Chuck Person to play the four for me. Oh, the nice. rifleman. Like yeah. It. Totally underrated. You 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 know, you kind of forget because he starts off uh, a, a year or two before Reggie gets here, puts up 19 and 6, shoots 35% from three, took a pretty decent volume for the time that he played. And uh, it was game kind of reminiscent of TJ Warren. He could do some really good inside-out stuff. Uh, was really like a tweener back then. And I think he would thrive as a small ball forward today. Yeah, I like that pick. Chuck Person is definitely an underrated player in uh, Pacers franchise history because he was with the team as the best player when they were kind of going through a rebuild. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately they, they didn't keep him and Reggie kind of took over. But I, I mean, you look at that series against the Celtics. I mean, unbelievable. Uh, Chuck Person, uh, one of my favorite late eighties, you know, early nineties Pacers for sure. Oh, Rookie of the year, right? Yeah. And uh, somebody else that averaged significantly more points per game in the playoffs. 21.9 in the playoffs. Yeah, it's pretty, that's pretty tough to beat. So, all right, well, let's move on, Sam. What you got next? So now I'm going to fill up my wing depth a little bit, and I'm going to go with Steven Jackson here. Well, he only played three seasons with the Pacers. Jackson Jack, all right. Yep, 17 points per game, which is, I mean, that's fairly solid for a wing player. Uh, shot around 45% and 34% from the three-point line, which I think in today's NBA, especially with how I'm going to space my offense, I think those numbers will jump up a little bit. Uh, he's going to be versatile, of course, like I've been like I've been preaching. He'll be able to play the three and the four. Uh, with this lineup right now, currently I'm probably going to have him at the three. Uh, but, of course, we'll see him a lot at the four. But I think getting a versatile wing in Steven Jackson who can play both ends, uh, that's the pick I'm going to go with right here. All right, Fachi, what do you think? Your boy, Steven Jackson, you talk to him face-to-face. Uh, big Steven Jackson guy, love him. Uh, so I respect the pick over there. But uh, with my next pick, I'm going with – Well, wait, wait, wait. Well, uh, you can't cut off David. David's got the next pick. Oh, sorry about that. (laughs) I just want – I'll take him, take him, David, take him. I didn't hear what he said. He said the the German. (laughs) Oh. Didn't finish my sentence, but – So, I don't know who you were going to take, honestly. But I'm taking my number one center – Rick Smith. Okay, perfect. Okay. All right. Well, that that worked out. Uh, Love me some Rick Smith, but I'm going with the German. I'm going with Detlef Schrempf. Give me Schrempf all day. Can play the three or the four for me. I feel like Schrempf was a man that was ahead of his time. Would love to see him in the NBA nowadays. I feel like that's a guy who can score. He can rebound. He can nail threes. You know, my, my team were going for more of an offensive side of things, but he can still play big. Uh, so I'm going with Shrimp there. Yeah, I would have taken Shrimp over Steven Jackson and Peja. Uh, and Peja. Yeah, yeah, I definitely would have taken him over over those as well. But I'm also biased because I took him. But uh, <laughs> you know, oh, but, uh, Shrimp, he was he was amazing for us. Sixth man of the year for us, right? Like, 
Oh yeah, that's hmm. great, Fachi. All-star. I love the honesty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had to be honest with him. Three times. My All-star. favorite thing about him: uh, the first year that they moved in the three-point line, he shot fifty-one percent from three. That's just ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. He, he was unbelievable, and it's funny because we've kind of been looking back at older teams on the Sunday podcast with me and Kent Sterling, and. We, we dove into that Detlef Shrimp trade uh, for Derek McKee because the biggest thing was, is uh, I, I can't even remember the name of the coach. I think it's Bob Hill, maybe before him or Dick, somebody I forget, but uh, um, he was, you know, more of an offensive guy with Detlef. And when Larry Brown came in, they wanted to go more defense and that's why they acquired Derek McKee. So it's interesting to me how they kind of built their team and how Derek really kind of changed things. Because if you think about the nineties, it's all about defense, right? Mm-hmm. well yeah oh yeah 90s definitely all right well i guess i'm up on the clock and i i'm really grateful that he's still here but i'm gonna change it up a little bit i'm gonna go with dale davis with my next mm-hmm. pick at the center Man. position no uh, <laughs> prime dale was pretty pretty impressive and you know i i thought about going domas here because i love me some sabonis and the numbers he's putting up but i don't think him and dale would be good together on the court so not something I want to see. And this is where I'm getting kind of stuck here because I'm like, what do I do next with my next pick? And, oh, man, I, I'm, I'm kind of torn here. But I, well, I, I'll give you a second. I just want to say Dale, dance. Dale Davis in, like, modern offense would be so much better as a role guy with less clogged paint. And I mean, he was so strong, too, but kind of a tweener with his size. I'd right. love him in today's game. Right, right. So I'm thinking two guys here that I'm going to go with, and I think I just have to roll with it. I'm going to go David. Crime with dance? No, it's going to be David West. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Uh, I just think those are two intimidating guys down in the paint. You know, West isn't a bad post defender. Solid enough. I just think with Ron and Dale, with West down there, and Vic, we're looking at a pretty defensive solid team here. And it was was tough because I was looking at somebody else. Don't want to spoil it. But – uh, I'm going to need some offense coming up with my last pick. So uh, there's no doubt about it, but I'm fine with it. I like it. Um, but your guys' thoughts on my uh, back-to-back picks. I, I like the picks. I think that with that train of thought, it's going to work out for you. I don't know if I would have picked West and Davis together, but I guess West is better in the middle. Right. In range kind of shots, you know. Yeah, it's, you it's the three. Yeah, that's true. It was okay in Golden State. He was kind of towards the end of his career. But, I mean, prime David West was so good. And he really was such a big part of the Pacers' success. And, you know, going Dell, you pretty much just handicap yourself <laughs> with what other big you go with because he's not a shooting threat. Yeah. That's so, why I had him a little bit lower just because right, he's, right. he's kind of tough to work with, I think. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, but I, I do think him as a role man, he would have been better. You know, free throw-wise, he was a bit of a liability as well. But, I mean, you just look at his defensive numbers. I mean, he was kind of the, the backbone to that Pacers team that people don't talk about enough. And he actually had a solid post game, which we don't yeah. look at enough, too. He could score on the post. It's just it wasn't the greatest option when you have Reggie and Rick out there. So that, that's kind of where I went. But, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what Fachi does here with number four. Man, this is tough because this is a, there's a classic. It comes down between these two players. One of them, I'm thinking offensive side of things. Do I overload? Or two, do I try and make my team a little bit more balanced on the defensive side of things? And for that reason, I'm going to go with Miles Turner at center. Needed a center. Center's getting real slim to come by. I got some offensive weapons. 
time to add a defensive weapon who can shoot three. Give me Miles Turner here. Like it. Latch's um, got a team of role players. I like it. I've I've always been the on the uh, Miles Turner train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I just feel like at this point there was another guy who seems pretty obvious. Uh, the guy who was always being compared against that I wanted to lean here, but you know, defensive wise, we needed a little bit of a boost here. That's why we went with Turner. All right, David. What do you got at number four with your fourth pick? I mean, I need a shooting guard. I need a power forward. And on my list, I have multiple power forward options left. I only have one shooting guard that I really want to take left. I'm taking him. I'm taking Bojan Bogdanovich. Nice. Yeah, that's who I thought about taking with my pick there over West to give me some offense. But but I, uh, I, I respect it. I like how you're putting Bojan next to Paul George. I think those two could coexist very well together. Yeah, that, that's kind of my thought was that he's, he's a good shooter. He's a good slasher. He's a little weak on defense sometimes, but we've seen him step up and play pretty solid defense too. So with Mark Jackson handling the ball with Bojan and Paul on the two wings, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Mark? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm about it. I, I like Bojan a lot. I think I, I agree. His defense was maybe not as spotty as people realize. I think he benefited a lot from playing uh, under Dan Burke's system in Utah. He's kind of been blown by a lot this year partially by playing the four but I mean yeah the spacing is going to be awesome him next to PG could be great yeah all right Sam well I would like to get your thoughts on everything so far and hear your next pick yeah so I can't believe this guy fell to me because I just hinted hinted him to you uh, Alex when you were going with your round pick but I'm going to do it and if this was a video podcast I would Lance make him dance that's (laughs) who I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Lance Stevenson. And if I get the early 2010s Lance Stevenson, then I think this is a great pick. But if I get the second return Lance, then it's kind of an iffy thing. But to get Lance in my shooting guard position, while, you know, he's more of like a role-playing bench player, I needed to get a shooting guard. I didn't really have any more guards left on my big board that I particularly like to play at shooting guard. So I think if I get Lance here at the two guard, like I said, he could play some point guard. He could also play the wing a little bit. Uh, I needed to fill. I just needed to fill out my guard depth, and there's a wing player I'm liking here that I could possibly get if Mark doesn't scoop him up here in these next two picks. Well, I wanna I wanna just ask you guys this because it's interesting. You you picked Stephen Jackson with your last pick and Lance next to that. That's what a locker room. It's gonna be entertaining. I'm gonna tell you that. Well, would they be friends or foes, David? <laughs> oh, oh, they're gonna be going to blows. It's gonna be malice at the palace, but just in the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> Bocce, what are your thoughts on those two guys? Are you going to say anything negative? Yeah, I love them both. The fierce competitors. <laughs> I mean, those practices are going to be intense. We are going to be the. Um, we're probably going to be the feistiest team in the NBA. We are going to be the most quotable team in the NBA as well. Jermaine's going to be sick when he doesn't get his touches. That's all I got to say. Right, that's right. Oh, all right, Mark. We got back-to-back picks here. How you how you rounded out the starting five? Yeah. So. You took my center. I actually really wanted to take Dale Davis uh, to be more defensive-minded, but I've decided I'm going to just keep leaning into offense. I'm taking Demonis Sabonis nice. uh, to play center. Uh, we're not going to have a real rim protector, but, I mean, I think we're just going to have such good floor spacing and, and passing, and Domas is going to eat inside. I'm thrilled about it. Well, you want well, our rim protector. Hibbert's still there. No, well, yeah, well no, we, those, we need some kind of movement. There has that, to be some kind of movement. That's that any kind of movement that's happening. I was trying to figure out how far how Roy's fallen as far. 
Because I figured he'd be it's, taking them it's one of the first fit. three rounds. Uh, it's fit. Yeah, it's fit. I mean, if and he was Ryan only Roy's, good for two years. Yeah, I mean, he was good in those years, but like, I'm just trying to play but modern basketball. Arguably the best defensive center in the league for those two years. Oh, yeah. Right. It just depends on what style you want to play. I mean, you could yeah. pick him and play J.O. at the four because we know J.O. doesn't like to play the five because he's soft at that spot. But, you know, there you go, Foch. I'm going to throw whoa, some shade. That's why we couldn't, will, play, that's why we couldn't play Al will, Harrington. There will be no Jermaine O'Neal slander on this show. Yes, there will be because we could have been better with Al Harrington at the four and put Foster on the bench. But J.O. said, no, I don't want to play the five. So let's just put that out the way. But you know, and I and I want to say, Mark, you know, Domas might not be a rim protector, but I think he is a much better Yeah, he's center. a good post defender. He's a much a... better defender against centers than he is against power forward. So I don't think that, mm-hmm. that pick is necessarily bad. And with Page and Reggie coming off screens, Domas is going to find those guys left and right. I mean, your team offensively could be putting up 125 a game, in my That's opinion. The goal. <laughs> also, would give up 125 a game. Uh, <laughs> hey, we'll get stops. We'll get stops. <laughs> Yeah, Chuck wasn't a bad defender. Uh, Page yeah, Chuck was bad. a solid defender. But but Reggie Reggie was okay. He could hold right? his own. Yeah. Right. But all right. Well, who's your who's your number uh, number uh, five pick here for your team? Yeah. So I'm gonna take George Hill. Uh, just you know, that's the only thing we're gonna be really kind of lacking. We don't have great ball handling. George was really more of a shooting guard in a point guard's body. Uh, he wasn't gonna mess up the offense, but he wasn't gonna do anything spectacular. But as another spectacular shooter. Uh, definitely just a good guy to have in the locker room, good player all around and a very solid defender at the point of attack. Um, and I think especially with the, the options after George Hill at guard are not uh, something that I want to deal with next round. So uh, I just feel like I have to take, take George here. Yeah, I think that's Love, it. Love it. I would have went with George Hill if I was up. So I respect it. All right. Well, uh, looks like you're back on the clock, Sam. What you got? And I can't believe this guy fell to me. And I'll, I'm just as stag getting him now as I was as stag when the Pacers actually got him in real life. Yeah, we absolutely fleece the Suns for him. TJ Warren, he's going to fill out my four position. Um, it, and it's going to be like him and Steven Jackson are going to be able to ex, uh, be exchangeable parts, really. Um, he's going to be probably my, not my main offensive player, but he'll be the number one wing player offensively at least. And under Dan Burke, of course, I probably won't have Dan Dan Burke on my staff, assistant coach wise, but TJ Warren, I, th- I think we could all agree he stepped up a lot defensively when he came to the Pacers, and he's been a really solid uh, wing offensive player for the Pacers for a while. So I think getting him to boost up my offense, especially on the wing, that's going to help me out a lot, and he's going to be able to spot up a little bit on the corners and hit some threes for me. Yeah. Is it a hot take that I think that Warren is better than Steven Jackson? Oh, I don't think that's a hot take at all. I think okay, that's totally thanks. true. He's a much <laughs> better scorer. You got you got your third round pick in the in the, in the last what, round. He has a lot less better, gunner in him. So what is it? I mean, other than I guess I guess Jackson's probably a better three point shooter. Yeah, it's probably. Other than that, I don't know why. I don't know where else I would take. Uh, probably a better passer. I mean, Stephen yeah, ran some yeah. point a little bit in his career. Oh, we yeah, could definitely do that. T.J. Warren's never cracking more than an assist and a half per game. I yeah. feel that's like. Fair. So we'll give Steven Jackson the ball, but probably two assists per game, you know. Maybe three. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, it looks like David's back on the clock. David, who you got? I'm, I'm going between two different guys. One guy who spent eight years here and um, one that spent three. Okay. For power forward. I'm, I think I have to go Derek McKee. Uh, nice. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Mistake. 
<laughs> oh, it's locked in. It's locked no, in. It, oh, I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just missed this guy on my list. I'm taking Clark Kellogg. Five, Clark? Only five years, short career because of the injuries. But the guy averaged 19 and nine, re, nine and a half rebounds. Like, incredibly talented. Just right. Had too many injury problems. And I want a scoring power forward in my mix with my with Bojan and Paul George. You know, Rick Smith's, you know, rebounding defense, and he scored 20 a game. But, I mean, uh, I'm going to take Clark Kellogg here, I think. Yeah, Clark is definitely a sleeper pick because a lot of people don't realize how good he was. And you also have to go back and realize that Clark – had injury problems and, and if he doesn't yeah, get hurt that's why he, he only played five years here so and, and if he doesn't get hurt i mean you're talking about someone that could have you know kept the pacers from getting those early draft picks that they got in the in the middle of the 80s so that's a that's an interesting pick i like it wasn't someone that i was expecting for anybody to take but <laughs> but that's not a bad thing it's just 19 points per game i'll take it yeah 19, nine and a half rebounds three assists you, you can't beat that you know it's it's pretty impressive but you know, there's uh, there's still some Pacers out there that I'm trying to figure out how to build our rosters with here, Fachi. So who are you going with with your last pick? So just to round out my team and have a true ball handler on there and also a good three-point shooter, I'm going with Darren Collison as my last pick. So that way, that way I got a little bit of options. You know, I could have Jalen Rose, you know, being a ball handler, but I could also have Darren Collison distributing to the team. So I'm going with Collison for my final pick. That's a nice pick there, Fachi. You know, it's it's tough because I thought about DC, but he always makes me mad when I think about him. I don't know why, just because he's undersized. Me too. I didn't want to say <laughs> it. I really, really wanted George Hill, but I was like five picks away from George Hill. So that wasn't happening. He would have been the perfect guy to put the icing on my team. But uh, we're going to have to settle for Darren Collison here, two-time pacer. Well, what about – what are you guys' thoughts on Jamal Tinsley not getting drafted more than likely? I mean, I, I do think – but he was really good for a couple years there for the Pacers. He had a couple years where he was solid. He did. Assist-wise, great. I was actually – I pulled up his stats like three minutes ago. But just – it's just such a – I don't know. There's something about Jamal Tinsley that I just felt like he was just kind of like a knucklehead. Like, it's like I don't want that being my point guard on my team. Yeah. I, th- I think he's second in assists per game for Pacers, for the Pacers. But, like, I other than it. that, he's kind of lacking. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he definitely had some up and down years and uh, more down than up because of his uh, attendance at the bar, you know, <laughs> just constantly being there. But it, it gets tough because, you know, we're running out of players, in my personal opinion, of great, you know, to, to fill out the rosters because you're really scraping the barrel. And I, I'm trying to look at who I even want to put on my team to match up with the rest of my guys. And I'm, and I'm really struggling here uh, because part of me is wanting to lean Vern Fleming. I like Vern. Just, just because he would be a solid point guard and would keep Vic off the ball. Not sure about his defense. Uh, another person I'm considering is is Chris Mullen. You know, his time on the Pacers is it buzz wasn't... cut Chris Mullen though. Uh, <laughs> that was probably his best year was that 97 98 year with the Pacers because yeah. Mullen yeah. was a great player, but he, as a Pacer, those were some of his worst years. Right, and he was still good though. Yeah, yeah, two was, points per game. He was serviceable. There's no doubt yeah. about that. Far it, drop off from the Warriors days. Right, you know, so it's it's interesting. You know, someone I, I'm, I'm sleeping on here as a shooter is possibly C.J. Miles, you know, someone that could help spread the floor because there's not a lot of great options left for shooters if you're looking at this team uh, that, I, that I've that i got put here together. So, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm really struggling right now. I'm trying to kill time so I can figure out who I want to pick because I uh, don't really like any of the options available. So I, I guess I, I could ask around, what would you guys do here with this pick? Uh, this is more a question for myself. Is Al Harrington still on the board? I can't remember if he got picked or not. He is no, he on didn't. the board. I don't know if he's he is on the board. his team, though. Yeah, no, I was just wondering. He's on the board still. I still have eight or nine players on my list, and most of them I wouldn't want. <laughs> so you're in a tough spot, Alex, that's for sure. I, I am in a tough spot, and it feels sacrilegious to pick a pacer from this year, but I need shooting. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I don't want to do this. It sounds so bad. I, I can't. I can't justify it. I'm, I'm considering Justin Holiday or Doug McDermott. <laughs> Ooh, it's because I need shooting. That's how bad it's gotten for my team Ooh. right now. Desperate times out here. Oh, oh, it just really depends on if you need a defender on that wing position. I've got plenty yeah. of defense right here. There's no doubt about it. Because they arguably shot about the same percentage from three point line. What about Chris West? Mullins, Chris Mullins, a solid shooter. What about Wesley Matthews? <laughs> oh gosh, no! Ugh. You're not that desperate, are you? Uh, I, I know. I'm. I'm considering taking Alize too, just to mess with Fudge. Ah, uh, that would hurt. <laughs> that would hurt. <laughs> all right, well, let's just look here. Do I go all defense and just get stupid with it so nobody can score on us and go Derek McKee, or do I try to go someone that's got some offense? I. Oh man. All right, I guess I guess I'll go with Vern here. Vern Fleming. Change not happy about that. Huh? And you're not happy about that. It's 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 an okay pick, you know. Yeah, that's I, fine. He, he didn't put up a lot of numbers. And I, I just think that it might help Vic play off ball a little bit. And and we can kind of figure out what we're gonna do next. But I guess for my sixth man, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna do it, I gotta keep the brothers together. I gotta go Antonio Davis here with my sixth pick. Nice. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> So I got the Davis brothers. I've got Ron Artest. I got West. I got Vern and Vic. It's a, it's an okay team. Not how I was hoping this would play out, but I really had no idea how it would. I thought we were talking about modern, modern, modern basketball or nineties basketball. Well, like I, I said like, at the beginning, you can pick whatever. You can do whatever. Oh, okay. Hey, I mean, hey, you like pick so Smiths. <laughs> exactly. Hey. Smiths is going to get cooked all day, every day in picking. Hey, hey. <laughs> I'll have uh, I have I have some. It's gonna look like he's ice skating. Banker's life. Put one more pick. We'll just put Richness in the middle and down low. We'll just you know, just sit you know, by the basket. Well, I took way too long there. So Fachi, who you got All on right. your sixth pick? I, I think uh, for my sixth pick, I think you you sparked. But uh, I, I wasn't thinking this until you brought it up. But I'm Man. gonna go Al Harrington here. Awesome. I think you, I think you, <laughs> I, I think you screwed yourself over. <laughs> I did. Yeah, Don't release very, your board. Hey, I got it. I mean, he deserves board. to get picked, man. He was too good. He does, man. Another two-time pacer. That's what's what I love. So yeah, give me him. Versatile can play, you know, three, four, five if we want to. Um, I'm all for it. All right, David. Who's your sixth pick? All right, I'm looking at two different power forward slash center types because I got Clark Kellogg and he's injury prone. Right. So I think I'm going to take Brad Miller. That's a good one. Yeah. I, he, he averaged thirteen and a half for us. You know, averaged seven boards. I was going between him and Thad Young, um, and I love Thad. Um, yeah. I think they're pretty close to interchangeable. Brad just averaged actually a little more assists, a little more rebounds, and a little more points. So, you know, we, Brad Miller there. we never should have traded Brad Miller. That was a terrible idea, and I know it was a lot about the contract, but we literally traded Ron Mercer and Brad Miller in a three-team trade with the Spurs and the Kings and acquired Danny Ferry, who we ended up cutting 
and Scott Pollard. So you you look back at those early 2000 days and you're like, what were they thinking? I mean, I get that Scott was okay. Yeah. I love Scott Pollard because he played Survivor. I love Survivor. (laughs) But as a pacer, he was pretty okay. (laughs) Imagine, Imagine Brad Miller at the brawl, you know? Imagine that oh, we talked, did we talk about that on uh, Thursday with you, Mark, when I was on your yeah, podcast? Yeah. But that's just one thing I just keep thinking about. Imagine Brad at that. <laughs> he would have gone crazy. Scott wasn't even doing anything. He was playing peacemaker. I think Brad would have been in the stands throwing punches too. Probably. <laughs> that dude excited, is hunting man. every day on Instagram. <laughs> you see it. He's always out there hunting something. He so, is a true redneck. <laughs> that he is. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on. Sam, this is your chance to draft the big fellow, Roy Hibbert. Yeah, see, I'm debating between Roy Hibbert, Jeff Foster, and actually Thaddeus Young because I think I'm going to need another front court mate to go along with T.J. Warren, Steven Jackson, or Jermaine O'Neal uh, so I can have a little bit more versati- versatility in my lineup. So Yeah, you got a lot of wing depth here, so I, yeah. I think you got a big. Yeah, and see, what the thing is, if I get that, I really, I really love that what he did here with Indiana, but – you can't necessarily play the center. I think that's more of what I'm wanting to get. Uh, right. So I probably, even though you guys said that Roy Haber was only great for about two years, I, I just can't, I, I can't go away from it. I got to go with Roy Hibbert. He was an all-star. I like it here. Best, yeah, one, definitely. One of the best, yeah, one of the best defensive centers in the league. And I mean, LeBron right. even said it when he was with the Miami Heat, like he was terrified of Roy Hibbert. And that, that you can't hear that from Le, LeBron saying about that, about that with anybody. So I'm going to take Roy Hibbert here. Uh, the spacing's not going to be great if him and Jeremy O'Neal play together in the front court, but the defense is going to be insane, and I think you, nobody's going to be able to score my paint with Roy Hibbert, especially but, if I get prime Roy Hibbert. Well, if J.O.'s hitting those corner threes, you know, we don't have to worry about Hibbert. Yeah, see, Roy game. Hibbert's the one person on my team that will not be taking threes. <laughs> okay. Hey, he shot like 45% from three on his, for his career, you know? You well, can't, you can't like discount six, that. Well, I, know, I know, I know, I know. I just had to throw that in there. Six of 13. <laughs> <laughs> all right mark your last pick for your sixth man who are you going with uh that's a good question i'm trying to figure out if i should just keep leaning in on the no defense or uh i just think hmm. it's sacrilegious that Derek mckee hasn't been drafted i feel bad that's that's, yeah hmm. it's a good it's a good point but you need defense you need one defensive player to help you out here yeah so i'm gonna take that young Oh. <laughs> I thought about Derek. I love Thad too much, man. I got to bring in I love Thad. Thad. Thad can play the three and the four. He's he's not going to be a shooter. I mean, he's not going to do a whole ton on offense, but, you know, just a guy who always makes the right move. Uh, awesome dude to have around. And one of my favorite pacers of all time. So, yeah, I'm taking Thad. Well, somebody, they, somebody that might make the uh, the list of two-time pacer players eventually. Well, we can only hope, man. I would hope. All right. Well, now we've got our last round here, so we're going to go ahead and do our coaches round. Mark, you have the first pick for the coaching. Uh, who are you going with for coaches? Uh, easy choice for me. I'm taking – oh, wait, crap, because it's based on what they did here. Um, I'm going to take Larry Bird. <laughs> All right. Larry Bird took us to our only finals, uh, retired shortly after. Um, if he is, you know, staying – healthy and he's not you know too stressed out and he's on top of his game uh, I like the idea of Larry Bird as a coach uh, and he took the Pacers to the best offense in the league in that 2000 year uh, when we went to the finals and my team is all offense Larry Bird's gonna take us to the promised land let's go it's a good fit three straight conference finals in his time so can't argue that you cannot argue that so who do you got Sam if your coach 
Well, if we were doing coaches right now and how they're coaching styles, I would take Rick Carlisle, but I'm going to take Frank Vogel here because I think with the Pacers, I think he's a little bit better of a fit for me because I, I don't know. If, if, if we were playing in today's NBA, I would definitely take Rick Carlisle because of what he's doing with the Mavs. But I like what Frank Vogel has done. Really great defensive coach. I think he's slightly better offensive coach than what Nate McMillan has brought to the Pacers. Um, I think he's probably a slightly better coach than what Carlisle was when he was with the Pacers, at least offensively. So mm -hmm. I'm going to take Frank Vogel here as my head coach. Yeah, right. so this is an interesting debate because if you're talking about today's era, I think Jim O'Brien actually isn't a bad coach in today's era as far as style of play. Because if you look at his style of play with what he was trying to do, I yeah, mean, he was a lot of points. Players hated him. Points, I'm not right? saying that, but I'm saying style of play. He would have done better in today's generation than the late, you know, 2000s because that was still pretty much, you know, we didn't see as many threes. Mm -hmm. A lot of guys posting up, you know, you know, the mid range was kind of the thing back in the mid 2000s, late 2000s. Not saying that he makes sense, but I'm saying that he definitely would be better in this era than the era that he coached in. So if you're looking for an this era coach that would make sense for me but uh, I like Frank Vogel though uh, I think a lot of people like Frank and uh, a little bit underrated and unfortunately was not you know kept here long enough to a lot of people's liking so I didn't mind the firing I just didn't want McMillan <laughs> but of course that's what we did because it's Larry Bird and there's never going to be any kind of drastic change here so anyway David you got your coach here who are you going with yeah, I would have gone with Frank Vogel here if he was at third. Um, I think it's a good, a good selection based off yeah. what he did with what he what he had. Mm -hmm. um, you could argue he did more with less than almost any other coach. Right, right. Um, other than one or two years of Paul George's, you know, peak. Mm -hmm. So, so for my pick, though, I think I have to go Rick Carlisle based off of what I have and what he's done. I was thinking about Larry Brown, but I mean, if we're looking at, you know, I'm I have. Bojan and Paul George. I have a lot of modern players are going to want to play a little bit of a different kind of game than what Larry Brown was coaching. Um, so I think I have to go with Carlisle there. Makes a lot like of sense. It. I um, like it. Winning percentage-wise, he's fifth for the Pacers all yeah. time out of 15 coaches in the NBA. He's uh, lower like, than he's lower than Larry Brown, but his playoff wins win percentage is not like actually isn't that bad. Yeah, that's well, true too. It's not that bad, but it brings me to my next coach, who I'm going with, and it's Larry Brown. All right. <laughs> so, you know, I figured both coaches, I mean, whoever I wasn't going to get out of the group, I was going to go with other one. 22-16 uh, playoff record. He's got 190 wins. Winning percentage just below 58%. Um, those are some really good years in the early yeah. to mid-90s where the Pacers were on the cusp a couple times. They just couldn't get it done, but – Give me some Larry Brown as the fourth option of a coach to pick. Yeah, that's uh, that's the no-brainer pick here, Foch. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of coaches that you look back over and think, man, they were they were fantastic here. And it's very slim pickings. And that's why, you know, if you look who's left on the board, it's kind of funny, but Nate McMillan obviously has the best resume. And I hate to say it, but he really he does. And, you know, I, a lot of people be like, oh, my God, why would you pick Nate? But, I mean, who else are you going to go with at this point? Isaiah Thomas was bad when he was here. Hmm. Um, I, I'm looking at these numbers here. As far as Nate McMillan, he's got the fifth most wins already in four years for the Pacers. As far as when winning percentage, uh, let me see, I had that up. He is fourth 
So, you know, and you can't really include Slick Leonard because his time in the NBA was not very mm-hmm. good. But the Pacers were bad, too. So it's kind of one of those tough ones. But I guess I got to go Nay McMillan. The other only the only other player or the other coach I was considering was Jack Ramsey. Won a title with Portland. But we're talking about their time here. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Mark Monteith also, also mentioned that he is the one who traded the – uh, pick from the Blazers yeah. for Tom Owens, which would have gotten us Michael Jordan in that draft. So I can't, I can't pick a guy that does that. I can't pick a guy that, you know, has bad records on our team. So I got to go name McMillan. And I know people are probably freaking out. If I could do a little bit of a curveball here and pick an assistant coach from the Pacers that uh, I could make as my head coach, I would go Brian Shaw, but I can't really do that. But unless you guys say it's okay, but that's, that would have been my other option is Brian Shaw, just because, I, all that's, right. That's who I wanted the Pacers to actually replace Frank Vogel with. Yeah. And Nate McMillan is actually not a bad coach, no, to okay. be honest. It's just his offense is so outdated, and and he, he, he just fails to be innovative. And I think that's kind of the reason why, not to say the Pacers are being held back, but that's kind of the reason why we haven't seen the Pacers have sustained, sustained success in the playoffs recently. As the fifth best coach, you know, in the the selection, yes, Nate McMillan does fill that spot. You know, you could try and sell me your Jim O'Brien any day, but I'm not (laughs) taking it any day of the week. I don't want him. So I'd still go Nate McMillan over Jim O'Brien for sure. 100%. And I did that, exactly. You know, and and I'm not a Nate hater. I think Nate's a good basketball coach. I just know if this is a fan vote and we're going to put the fan vote to it, I'm not going to win now. I have a question. Does anyone think that Alex tried to sell us on Jim O'Brien so someone would take him so that then Alex could get a better coach? Because I'm wondering if you planted a little seed and maybe watered it a bit. But if I was gonna it. do if I was gonna do that, I would have done that with the first one. I wouldn't have waited until Frank Vogel was taken second. Uh, because right, I right. I knew Carlisle and Larry were going to go ahead of him. Oh, definitely, definitely. You know, and I wasn't going to convince David to take Jim O'Brien, and I wasn't going <laughs> to convince you to take Jim O'Brien. I would have had a better chance of convincing Mark or Sam. Oh, no, dude, I wouldn't take I know that the players hated him. I'm, I'm saying I would have had a better chance. Between these yeah. two and you two, I would have had a better chance with them. It was just one of those things when he said modern basketball, I was saying that I don't think Jim O'Brien would be as bad. I still don't think he's a great coach, but – yeah. <laughs> conspiracy theory botch i appreciate that you try to call me out you know but (laughs) anyway i i think these are pretty good rosters so just to kind of review here mark i'm going to start with you run down your team and then i want you to kind of give the case for why your team is the best drafted team here yeah so one through five so george hill reggie miller pages slojakovic chuck person modest bonus thad young off the bench coached by larry bird Larry Bird gave the Pacers the greatest offense that we've ever had. Um, gave us some of the best seasons we've ever had, if not the best season. Um, we have Reggie Miller, you know, the best player in franchise history. Uh, I think we have four guys who shot above 40% in their career at one point or another. Actually, Chuck did not. He was close. Um, but we have four guys who can gun it very credibly. Four pretty athletic guys. I mean, Page is not incredibly athletic, neither is Reggie. Never mind, not incredibly athletic. Scratch that. Um, but, you know, this team is going to be great. Domas is probably going to be setting up a lot of the plays for us. Reggie's going to be running off screens like crazy. Uh, Chuck, pick and pop. Peyo running off screens as well. I mean, this team's just going to – offensive dynasty. It's going to be incredible. 
Um, the defense, you know, we're just going to we'll worry about that later. Um, but the offense, the offense is going to be insane. I like it. I like it. All right, Sam, the floor is yours. Give us a rundown of your team and why they, they you drafted the best, the best team. So I've got Malcolm Brogdon, Lance Stevenson at, at the guard positions, and I've got Steven Jackson, TJ Warren at my wing, and then I've got Jermaine O'Neal playing the center position, and then I've got Roy Hibbert coming off the bench. And th- this team is going to be able to play defense. They're going to be able to play. They're going to be able to switch a lot of things on defense. Uh, they're going to be able to shoot the three real well. Malcolm Brogdon, Stephen Jackson, and T.J. Warren probably in, in today's NBA shoot at least 35% from the three-point line. Lance Stevenson's going to bring the feistiness. Stephen Jackson is going to, you know, fire up the team every night. Uh, this team is going to fight every night, and they're not going to, you know, roll they over might to actually anybody. Fight every night. Yeah, they might actually. <laughs> Literally. It's going to be the most entertaining team out of any team that's been drafted from this podcast. So I will bet you on that. <laughs> And it's going to be the most quotable, like, I like I said. Yes. Quotable, then, most entertaining. And then I've got Frank Vole as my coach, who, who took the Pacers to the Eastern Conference Finals for a couple of years. And, you know, if they didn't run into that buzzsaw of the, the Heatles, who knows? Maybe they would have went to a couple NBA Finals during his time with the Pacers. So, I like my team. Very versatile. Can play multiple positions. They're going to be entertaining to watch. Um, like I said, they're going to be quotable, of course. And uh, I'm going to – I have a really good coach uh, that's going to man the team. And – they're gonna get. He's gonna get the most out of them defensively, and he's gonna he's gonna get the most out of them offensively. Yeah, you know it's funny. Um, I just don't know how Frank Vogel is gonna keep Roy Hibbert on the bench. You know, <laughs> that's the problem with this this fantasy team right here. I mean, maybe maybe it's like a Miles Turner, Devon Smith thing where Jermaine O'Neal starts the game at center, then after the first time out, six minutes in, they bring Roy Hibbert in and put Jermaine O'Neal on the bench, and then you know, O'Neal Lance. goes in for Warren. It'd be Lance. If you're, if you're benching Jermaine O'Neal, I'm, I'm happy. That's great. Put him on the bench for a little while. No <laughs> one's benching Jermaine. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Why don't Nobody you just start Jermaine, Jermaine on the bench? Say, we did say we're working through, sub, uh, working through rotations. We just said top six players. That's, That's my fair. top six yeah. players. That's there true. we go. All right, David, your, your team. Uh, run it down for us again, your coach, and let us know why you are the best team. All right. So I think I have the best point guard in Pacers history, Mark Jackson. I've got Boyan Bogdanovich, one of the best shooters. I've got the best small forward in Paul George. got Clark Kellogg, super underrated if he's not hurt. You know, injury problems, but very strong player when he can play. Super underrated. And then probably the second best center, Rick Smith. Definitely not as good as Jermaine O'Neal. I wouldn't argue that. But I think he's the best center because I think J.O. is a four to me. Powerful. Yeah, J.O. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But, you know, and, and if you're saying that we're playing modern basketball, yeah, Rick Smith is probably not going to be as good – now is when he was back in the 90s. But other than that, I don't think anyone else is going to really struggle right. to keep up. And then off the bench, sixth man, Brad Miller, who I think would be great in today's NBA. Can shoot mid-range, can play defense, can rebound. Um, and he's there if, if Kellogg gets any, any injuries. And then Coach Rick Carlisle, you know, great coach for the Pacers, great coach elsewhere. So I like it. I like it too. And I will always be mad that Larry Bird – and Donnie Walsh decided to go with Isaiah Thomas over Rick Carlisle. Those first years of the 2000 Pacers, once Larry Bird stepped down, Isaiah Thomas, while the players, I think, liked him because of his, you know, pedigree as a player. And I I almost feel like it was a pick because of his, number one, we see this all the time. He was an analyst with NBC. Mm -hmm. And he made a lot of great points when he was watching the game. And he was from, I mean, he's not from Indiana, but he played at IU which yeah. is a huge thing. It's a huge draw. You know, you're losing a bunch of vets, but you're thinking, okay, 
we've got a guy that, you know, was at IU who's been doing a great job on the broadcast team. This is a smart hire for, you know, the public eye. But I think Rick Carlisle was the brains behind those 97, 98, 99, and 2000 teams with Larry Bird there. So I really – I would have gone Rick Carlisle over Vogel just because of X's and O's and everything considering. But, yeah, I, I think that personally I just – the Isaiah Thomas era was just one that is underwhelming and, and yeah. disappointing a little bit. Especially being the end of Reggie's career. You know, that's just rough. You know, a few yeah. years later – you know, towards the tail end of his career, you have have to he has to go through that change. Is like that's un, that's unfortunate. Right, right, right. All right, Fachi, you have right. you have the table. So uh, looking at my team, I got Darren Collison playing point guard. I got Jalen Rose, which you can interchange. You know, you also got some Danny Granger, which you can interchange at the three and the four. Same with Detlef Shrimp, uh, as well as Al Harrington. You know, Al Harrington, someone who can play. You know, small forward, power forward, center, uh, and then just kind of. Top it off, we threw a miles turner, needed some defense, needed someone to rim protect, but can also hit the threes. Uh, I was looking at my, my team. Out of the six players I have, no one for their career shot less than 35% from three. So we can all hit the three. We can rebound. I think these are players that I think would be better in today's game than they would maybe when they played. Um, and outside of uh, Darren Collison, uh, the minimum height on this team, you're looking at is just about six eight. So Granger's six nine. Miles Turner is you know about six eleven. Uh, Al Harrington six nine. Detlef Schrempf is six ten. Jalen Rose six eight. So we got a big lineup outside of Darren Collison. So I'm liking what we got. And we got Larry Brown, a guy who's won a championship that can hopefully take us to the promised land because he's been there. I believe he also won a championship at Kansas back in the day in college. But sure, that's college. But either way, a guy who's been around the block, and I think he's the right guy to lead this team. All right. Fachi, your team is interesting to me. I'm, I'm sitting over here looking at the, the picks you've made. Trying to figure out how this team would look on court is really a struggle for me. Just just trying to see how it all be pieced together and how successful they'd be. But I, I definitely think it's a much better team for Granger to be with than what he was with in those thousands. <laughs> yeah. There's oh, no yeah. doubt about oh, it. My God. Yeah, there's – I mean, Jalen Rose with the pace is really good. You know, Detlef is really underrated. I think a lot of people don't know much about him just because he was yeah. traded so early in the 90s. I mean, Detlef, you know, one of those years, he's averaging six assists in, like, 1993 as a power forward. I mean, that is beyond ahead of his time. And I think the gentleman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think that's a little bit why he's not, you know, being appreciated as much. But another guy where you're with the Supersonics when you run into – MJ in the finals and you know if he won a ring maybe they talk about him a little differently yeah he's definitely that, underrated that was that was one of the guys I was hoping that would fall to me in that third round there Foch and uh, somebody that I almost went with just because it was going to be fun to me was Alex English and he was really good with the Nuggets from like I think it was like 80 to 90 and he was like a 10-time all-star but because he was only good with the, I mean, he was only like decent with the Pacers for like two years. Like he wasn't great. You know, you couldn't like just put him out there and be like, okay, this makes a lot of sense. That's why I kind of went with Vern in, in that regard. But, you know, uh, with my team, I guess I'll go ahead and put my case out there. I mean, I went all in on the defensive side of things. So if you're looking for a team that's wanting to stop people, I think you put defensive player of the year in 2003, 2004, I believe it was, Ron Artest. Yep. Dale Davis was the backbone of those teams that were successful in the 90s. You got David West 
another backbone for those, you know, Eastern Conference Finals teams in the early 2010s. I don't think that any team's going to mess with Ron Artest, Dell Davis, or David West whatsoever. Then you got a guy like Vic, who, who's very, you know, charismatic, a lot of charisma, not afraid to take the big shot. I think that everybody would kind of gravitate towards him as the leader. And Vern is a very, you know, solid veteran point guard. Nothing spectacular about Vern, but someone that could help you run the offense. He's a, he's a really, you know, decent, decent veteran player. And, and then you got Antonio Davis just to add more muscle off the bench. If somebody tries to mess with us, we got Antonio coming in from the backup position. You know, Dell gets in foul trouble. Don't worry, Antonio will come in. I've always thought that Antonio not being on that 2000 team when we played the Lakers hurt us because of our defense trying to guard Shaq. And I know we tried to counter Crozier had a good, you know, finals and playoff run that year. And and Sam Perkins was a little bit washed up, but his ability to hit the three was nice as well. Someone that was a little bit underrated and um, for the Pacers, but he was definitely past his prime. And we got a coach in name McMillan who coaches winning basketball. While it might not have ever led to a championship, you're looking at the rest of the Pacers NBA coaches, not a lot of options left. And I feel like McMillan as the fifth best coach in Pacers history is, is, is fine. And the numbers are there for it. He's won 48, you know, games the last two years. He, he put up with Monte Ellis, Paul George, uh, Jeff Teague, and Lance Stevenson coming back those last six games. And, and, you know, they got swept, but it was by 16 total points in four games. So he's been a competitive coach. Unfortunately, with the Pacers and the Blazers, you're not going to usually see those teams have all-star level talent. They're not going to – it's going to take a while to build a a great team. So you're not going to expect them to beat the Kobe's, the LeBron's, the Shaq's, the MJ's, that type of thing. So that's kind of why I stand on McMillan. But other than that, defense is where we're going to win our games at. And I think offensively we have a guy that's capable in Victor Oladipo of leading a team in a couple playoff series. I just don't know about the shooting, man. You guys got enough muscle to make another GQ photo shoot, but the, the shooting is uh, – <laughs> it's tough, man. Ron shot – he's your second-best shooter, and he's uh, pretty spotty from outside. Well, Nate McMillan doesn't like to shoot threes, so we're good. That is a good point. It's a very good point. I mean, Vic will shoot our threes. David West will hit everything from the mid-range, especially in the clutch. I mean, we, we, we know. Even when Paul George was the best player, it was David West that was hitting the big shots to carry that team. Now, Paul was the one carrying them from quarters one through three more than likely, but I think Vic can do that. And you, I mean, if you think about how crazy Ron was <laughs> back when he was with the Pacers, I, I just think he's too fun of a person not to have, but you oh, guys, totally. you guys are right. I, I do need some more shooting. And if I could go back and do it, I don't know if I could change anything because there's not a lot of options left, but uh, I'm fine with it. Overall, Mark, I just, I'm just curious, who do you think has assembled the best team here? And if you think it's yourself, then go for it. I think it's myself. I mean, I got Reggie. That's, that's really all I need. I think whatever team Reggie's on has the best shot, you know. Uh, but, no, actually, um, I think the defense would be better than I'm giving it credit for. Peja is probably the biggest, you know, black hole on there. Um, but my, my offense could just be ridiculous. Uh, right. And I think uh, with – you can you can squabble together defense over a season, figure out ways to make it work. I mean, if we can make Doug McDermott look like a decent defender at times, then we can make Peja Stojakovic look like a decent defender. I, I have faith in this team to be pretty damn good. Yeah. Sam, who do you think has the best team personally? Hello? Uh, it's got to be mine, clearly. I mean, I've got the most entertaining team. And if 
if we're not going to win a whole lot of games, at least it's going to be entertaining because we're going to have Lance and we're going to have Hello? Steven Jackson. Even oh, cool. if we, even if Lance Stevenson doesn't or TJ Warren doesn't say much, he's still going to give us buckets. So the only concern I have about my team is really the true lack of size, especially the starting lineup. And I know if if I were to play against your team, Alex, I'd probably worry a lot because you got a lot of size on your team. While I mean, really outside of Roy Hibbert, I have not a whole lot of size, sure muscle and size in my team. So I think that's kind of the one worry about worry. But I'm if I were to play against you, I would just stretch out the court. I would have a whole lot of three point shooting around my team, and I would probably try to stretch out your defense as much as I can. Yeah, no. So yeah, that's that's interesting because I, I'm I've got my rankings down, but I want to hear you guys' rankings here in a second. So David, who what who do you think has the best team here assembled in your opinion? I'm gonna keep following what everyone else is saying. I think I have the best team. Yeah, and I know we're all biased, but like I mean, I I mean Paul George is gonna lock down whoever you guys is best. You know Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller's my favorite player of all time. Maybe my favorite person in, in my whole life. Like. Paul George is going to limit him and score 20 points in that, in, you know, in that matchup. And I don't I, think there's any other really shooting guard small forward that could limit Paul. Yeah. Even, even, even though, yes, he got better when he left, he was still, you know, a top, what, 10, 15 player in the league at that point? Yeah. No, I mean, I, 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 I'll reveal my rankings here in a second, but um, I want to hear Fachi on who he thinks is the best team assembled here. You couldn't pay me to pick another team. I'm going oh, with Team Fachi, all right? Uh, like Sam <laughs> Across mentioned, the, the board. Lack, of, lack of length. I, I like the size that we got. I, I think it's a balanced team. Uh, I debated at one point going with Sabonis over Turner, but I wanted to be more balanced. So that's why I went with Miles Turner to try and have a complete team. I do like your that, that core of what you've got. Uh, Darren Miles, Miles, I like Miles, Danny, and Detlef. Those three? Yeah. I like I, those three. Uh, I appreciate it. I like them too. So, yeah, uh, Alex, curious to see your uh, your rankings and uh, what you think of uh, who's got the best team. Yeah, so personally, I don't think my team's the best. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm the only one that's not following suit here. I think that my <laughs> team could beat any of your guys' team, but I I'm don't the think. Honest one here, then. Right? Yes. So I'm trying to be. I'm trying <laughs> to be realistic. So uh, unfortunately, Fachi, you're going to hate my rankings, but I think that David has assembled the best team in my personal opinion. Out of all, unbiased, unbiased, and it's unbiased. And I think that had (laughs) the third pick helps. I think Jermaine O'Neal getting drafted before Paul George really helps your case here. And um, you know, it's it's debatable because both are great pacers. There's not a doubt about it. But I I think I think David has the the best team overall here. And the only question I have is your fifth pick with Clark Kellogg, just because we don't know how he would fit. But it's your fifth pick, so I'm not too concerned about it. Mark, you're number two for me. I, I love I love Reggie, top five pacer, obviously, of all time. Mm-hmm. My number one number probably one favorite pacer. But I love Domas. I'm, I'm biased to Domas. I think he's a great pacer. I, I think that Chuck Person and Paja are really good wings, and I think it's just the balance of your team with Larry Bird coaching it really helps it out. And then at yeah. number three, this is where I put myself. Uh, I put myself above Fachi just because it makes sense to me. To always be above and be better, just like our, <laughs> just like our fantasy draft, Bocci. Yeah, you know, oh, and wow. you flipped the coin for it, and uh, you, you, you lost the coin. You called it heads or tails, <laughs> bub, and you missed. You flipped the coin on your side. Who knows how that landed? Why would I just lie like, about it? Just like you gave yourself the fifth pick, the fifth, the last pick. Yeah, I would have had a better team if I had the fourth pick, because I would at least know how to draft it. But anyway, 
I, uh, I think that my team is better than Flatchy's because I think that I could dominate him. I've got guys that can close out games. I look at this team and I say, Detlef, sixth man of the year. Jalen was a sixth man. Granger, you know, was on a really bad team when he was the best player. Miles is the fifth option, fourth option on this Pacers team. Collison, too small. I just think that this team is good. I think it will win 40 to 45 games in a regular season. Pass shooting. I'm worried about the defense. Uh, I, think, I think that you're okay with Miles and Granger, but Jalen's a spotty defender. Detlef is not a great defender. Collison's not a very good defender to me. He's quick. He can get his hands in passing lanes. But I just – this team to me is interesting, Fachi. I'm, I'm actually interested in it. But I, I almost – if I were you, I would have almost put Jalen at point and then put Derek McKee out there. That's kind of how I would have probably yeah. assembled it. Just because I'm not a big Collison fan, especially if I could find other ways to do it. But you could possibly do that with Harrington. You know, you have options. I think Yeah, so. I got options. They're interchangeable pieces. I felt yeah. like Collison is just rock steady. He was never great by any means. But you're going to get double-digit points. You're, you're going to get good three-point shooting. Give right. you like five assists, yeah. you know. It was a great forty-eight win team point guard, but what about a fifty-five or sixty win team? I don't, I don't see it. That's why you're fourth, I, no, man. I, I, I hey, that's why I'm fourth in Alex's rankings. All right, so I don't think I'm fourth <laughs> I don't in think everyone I'm, else's. I don't think I'm uh, the only one that would put me above you, but uh, Sam, unfortunately, I put you at fifth here. Not, not feeling the the Jacks Lance Warren combination here. A little bit, uh, a little bit different than I was expecting for this team to be drafted. I figured Stephen Jackson would get drafted because he's a more familiar name, but where he was drafted at, in my opinion, was way too high. Uh, Malcolm's a little bit high for me personally. I just feel like he's too injury prone. We haven't seen him as the point guard on a successful playoff team. You know, played a lot of off ball with Milwaukee when they were really good, but still, there's potential. So I think that projecting wise, like David mentioned earlier, is a big reason for you know why you have hope in that. Love T.J. Warren, what he's done this year. Lance, he's a wild card, and I mean very wild. You never know what you're going to get. And there's a reason he's not in the NBA, unfortunately, even though I think he should be. There is a reason why he's not, and that's because a lot of teams have decided, hey, you know, it's uh, better that he's not on our team than he is. And then Roy Hibbert off the bench, Frank Vogel, great coach. You know, I don't think any of these teams suck at all. I just think that ranking-wise, that's how I would do it. And I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on my rankings. Uh, yeah, I, I agree, man. I, I like your team a lot. I think the only problem is I feel like you kind of lack ball handling. Uh, but, I mean, obviously my team lacks defense. But Ball handling? I got Vern Fleming and Victor Oladipo. What else do I need? Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, Vern can ball handle, but what, what shot is he setting up? He's not going to set up a shot for himself. I mean, Vic can set up shots for himself, but, like, the shot creation is, I mean, what I'm, what I'm going for. Ron's not really going to get his own shot. Um, I mean, Vic can, but at the same time, I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, and that's why I put myself at three. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think there's flaws on my team. Definitely shooting is a one. And, you know, as far as ball handling, I think that's another one. But, you know, Sam, are you mad that I put you as the worst team? No, because, like I said, we're going to be the most entertaining. At this, probably the second best coach out of this list here. So, I think we're going to sneakily – everyone's going to project us at like 40 to 45 wins, and we're going to end up winning close to 50, 50 games. We're going to be a top four seed. I think, you know, we could have a good possibility with Frank Vogel to, you know, get to the second round, maybe even the Eastern Conference Finals. I think, you know, my team would sneak up on some some teams and be a real sleeper team going into the NBA season. And they'd put us to sleep, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> tell me tell me if this is a hot take. Frank is the fourth best coach out of these guys. I would put Larry Bird, Larry Brown, and uh, Rick Carlisle above Frank. David? Even in time as a pacer. 
Yeah, I think that if you look at the whole resume, I think that's definitely true. Frank was a bad X's and O's coach. Bad. Yeah, his offense was. uh, Yeah. And the Pacers didn't miss a beat defensively when he left either. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think – You like to forget about those magic years that he had. You know, those were some pretty – Okay, well, that, that's almost unfair. I think you put anybody in that situation. That magic I, team I, was I, garbage. The magic had been completely, completely horribly that ran. so bad. I, I did not want him to take that job because I knew there was no winning, especially when they kept yeah. trading all of their, their picks. Dude, like, yeah, the trade for Ibaka was like oh. – They traded Vic and Domas for Ibaka and then traded Ibaka those. for Terrence Ross. And they gave – oh, my boy, Terrence. I knew you'd figure out a way to slide Terrence into Hey, if we're projecting, Aaron Gordon would have been a great fit on my team. There it is. Checked off. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm just just being funny here. But all right. So anybody else have rankings they want to unveil, or do you guys need some more time to stew on this? I would have have said that I think that my team and Mark's team, I would have had one and two. You know, we can debate one or two, whatever. And I think I would have had Alex and Fachi at three and four. You can debate three and four. You know, no debate. Fachi's four. <laughs> I, I'm going to be totally unbiased and just say you could debate it. So, yeah, it's debatable. It's debatable. So, I so. think so. You got Sam as the worst team, David? Unfortunately. Two out of I mean, five. I, I probably, four, I probably, basically. I probably dislike Lance more than anybody and I, I, I don't dislike him but out of the five of us I, I actually don't want him back on the team and I just want him back might, for entertainment purposes yeah I, I, I want to win games and I don't think he helps us win games I don't he, think he, he hurts us. I think like I said if if we're getting the early 2010s Lance Stevenson like the tw- the 2012 2013 whatever year it was if we're getting he's that still Lance, never he still he never averaged like, he was, I think he was a borderline all-star player back in that time he, he averaged like so 10 too. points a game as a pacer yeah Triple so doubles, though, he, led the league. If yeah, getting, I mean, yeah, he, if, he, he's if versatile, getting, but... Yeah, if we're getting the first run of Lance Stevenson compared to the second run, then I think his team's got a really high ceiling. But if we're getting that second Lance Stevenson, then I, then I might I would have to probably run O'Neal and Hibbert in the front court. Yeah, and any, honestly, like as much as I have trashed Lance a little bit here, I like Steven Jackson even less. So. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Right, wow. yeah. I'm just disappointed nobody picked Troy Murphy. No. Are you? The bowl cut doesn't inform me, man. Can't do it. <laughs> I thought he was going to be a Fachi staple. No, I hated those years under Jim O'Brien. <laughs> I hated those years. Murphy. Just Mike Dunleavy someone who averaged basically – I actually was kind of surprised when we took him. Yeah, he, Mike he Dunleavy, was I was thinking maybe Alex would take him for shooting. That was a that was a thought, but I just hate him so much. I, I know, I get it, I get it. And when he went to the Jim Bulls, well, it's not even that. It's like I didn't even mind the trade when it first happened. I was like, whatever. Like yeah. I kind of understood it, and I was trying to buy into it because I was like, I think Ike Diago had potential. I really thought that when I was in high school. I was like, Ike's gonna give the overall pick. My, <laughs> I like Ike, you know, but uh, good, but but Dunleavy was never a really bad pro. I mean, he was actually a good pro wherever he went. Solid numbers, good shooter. Yeah. But I just hated the dirty fouls whenever he went to the Bulls after we left or left here. I think he was with Milwaukee and Chicago for a little bit. And then he just made some really hard fouls on, like, Tyler and some other guys like that. And I was like, I just hate this dude. I just hate him so much. So I couldn't validate putting him on there. But um, anybody else have power rankings? So, David, you started off. You said three, four, debatable, five with Sam. So, Mark, do you have power rankings for these? Um. Well, just speaking on Sam's team because, you know, we're dumping on Sam's team right now. Uh <laughs> I'm I, I do surprisingly 50 to 55 wins. I'm telling you. 
uh, I think surprising sums up your team completely, man. I mean, you have Captain Jack and and Lance are probably two of the biggest, two two of the top five, like, heat check, inconsistent guys of all time, man. You could combine for 80 points with those guys in one night night, or combine for, you know, like, uh, 17 fouls because you get, like, seven texts on each guy somehow. Like, I don't know. Some crazy (laughs) stuff could be going down with your team, man. It definitely exciting. It's the entertainment factor. I'm telling you, you never How's know that? what you're gonna get. All right, Fachi, before you leave, I gotta get your your rankings, and then I'll let you go because I know you gotta leave. Uh, I don't, I can't remember everyone's team in in and out. I'll try not to be too biased. Um, to be tough though, I like my team. So, uh, all I'll say is, uh, you know, I guess I'll keep it consistent. Sam, you know, your team's gonna be entertaining, but you you could be towards the bottom. Uh, Alex, I'm telling you, I really don't think your team's that good. I don't. Uh, I think I don't think know, it's I, that great. That's why I said I, I think Mark brought up a good point. Outside of Victor Oladipo, I think shooting wise, it's gonna be it's gonna be a little boring at times. So I'll I'll, I'll put uh, on the bottom Sam at five, Alex at four. Uh, I'll put me maybe two or three, maybe you know someone like that. I thought you just said you really liked your team for number one. I, 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 do, I do, but I'm not gonna be like ridiculous. Uh, well, you usually you always are. So why why are you stopping now? <laughs> All right, then, then I'm stay on brand. Come on, I'm number one because I honestly I can't remember most of your teams other than I know <laughs> David Scott, Paul George. I know that, and you have and Mark. You have Reggie Miller. So yeah, you know when you're looking at the fourth pick, hey, there was kind of a big difference between Paul George and Danny Granger. So, if I could have Paul George, I think I'm the first team. Uh, so, I had to settle for Granger, but I love him. So, screw it. Put me at number one, all right? Team Fachi, we're the best. All right, Fachi. Well, I'm going to remove you from this conversation because you have to go, and I'm tired of looking at you. Hey, <laughs> don't get too tired of his face, all right? Fachi, out. <laughs> all right, so we got the real guys in here now to talk basketball. Just kidding, just kidding. Love Fachi. So, Sam, we've been dumping on your team. How would you how would you seriously rank these teams? And if you want to put your team at one, that's fine. But I honestly, and I don't know everybody's team in and out, but I liked what Mark was doing with the spacing and everything. He had, I believe, he had Domas right, and he had Reggie, of mm-hmm. course. I yep. kind of like that. And I like David's team. I'd probably put David second. Then I would probably put me at three. I'm telling you, I think we could surprise some people and get 50 to 55 wins out of this. That's team. a lot of wins, bro. I mean, even the Pacers uh, the last couple of years. I, I still think that's 50 to 55 wins. If Brogdon stays healthy, we get I, I the good lands. 40 to 45 would be your max, in my opinion. Uh, I'd still a playoff team. That's still a playoff team in the East. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Ceiling would be like 35, in my opinion. Well, I think I you'd be like that. a 2007, 2010 Pacers team. Well, I'm telling you, Frank Bull is going to get the rest, get, get the best <laughs> at everyone. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. He's gonna turn. That's your selling point for your team. Frank Vogel's gonna get the best out of everybody. He's gonna do like your team slogan. Uh, Vogel's gonna turn Jo and Malcolm into LeBron and Anthony Davis, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right. So we got our rankings. It's been pretty fun. Uh, I'm sure we're all ready to sign off here. Went a little bit longer than I expected, but what else we got to do? And uh, I thought this was a fun draft. I'm gonna put these up on Twitter so people can vote and just give their thoughts on what team they thought was the most fun or the whatever, the best assembled team based on draft, and we'll go from there. But other than that, any final words from you guys? No, I mean, just thanks for having us on, man. That was awesome. Yeah, Thank you. A lot of fun. Yeah, we'll have to do this again sometime. Yeah, we have to figure something else out to do. Maybe we can come playoff time, we can all jump on here and do a, like a preview. Draft the worst teams, and I'll just redraft. 
<laughs> yeah, at least you're being honest now. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing from you guys. Maybe we can do an all wizards draft starring Mike Fauci. Oh God. <laughs> yes. That that would be great. I think so. Fauci... Yeah. Sam can take Gilbert Arenas and Javaris Crittenden. Yes. Why is it that <laughs> I was thinking of Javaris Critton too? <laughs> Yeah, it's just because the guns, man. That's the whole. Yeah, that's all I can remember about the Wizards half the time. Yeah, we know Fachi would be taking former Pacer uh, Jan Mahimi with his first pick. Maybe, maybe slide in a did, little bit did of. Did Al uh, Harrington play for the Wizards for a while too? He did. Yeah, He'll probably throw some Paul Pierce in there, and then I could see him throwing some Christian Leitner and Steve Blake. <laughs> that'd be, be Fachi's Wizards team. So we're dumping on you, Fachi, because it's towards the end of the pod, and it's what we like to do best. All right, everybody, we'll talk to you all next week. Make sure you check out Setting the Pace on PacersTalk.net and over at Setting the Pace 3 on Twitter. Peace out, Pacer Nation. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.